KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. The EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday, and not just any Friday. It's Friday, January 2nd, marking today the 48th anniversary of a horrific, horrific, horrific law, or actually decision, uh, in the Supreme Court. Of course, that's Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton. And I'll tell you, when we look back over 48 years and we see the lives impacted, in addition to all of the lives of the unborn children that were lost, 60 million plus, and the fallout of abortion in so many areas of our lives, it's just, um, it's overwhelming. But at the same time, God is bigger than all of this, and we know that we are having an impact, and we're going to talk about that this morning. And not only with Doug Keck, as we look at next week, uh, talking about the pro-life coverage that EWTM will have, but we also have Eric Scheidler with us, who's the Executive Director of the Pro-Life Action League and the son of Joseph Scheidler, the great pro-life leader who uh, went to be uh, with the Lord on Monday, and he'll be joining us, Eric Scheidler, today to talk about... Um, his father's funeral coming up on Monday, his father's legacy, and also what he sees as, as the biggest challenges of the pro-life movement right now. And then my friend and dear sister Cynthia Morales is going to be joining me. And there's going to be a beautiful show today on EWTN this very day, January 22nd, on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, entitled Shout My Story Special Reports, Incompatible with Life. And this is directly connected to the beautiful ministry, ShoutMyStory.org, which is all a part of pro-life champions. Cindy and her, her husband, uh, John Morales, really good friends of mine, and they do amazing work. And you can remember their work, of course, from the 40 film and John's beautiful work, John Morales's beautiful work on ProLifeChampions.com. So a great deal to talk about. Also today, super, super important. I'm getting a lot of emails, and I really appreciate it, and I'm so glad to see that you are willing to engage lovingly, respectfully engaged, to share your story, to uh, respectfully uh, debate or discuss this issue and other issues with people in your circle of family and friends. However, I will say um, I'm also a little bit frustrated because what happens often is many people want a quick response. So they write me and they say, what do you say to this? Somebody who says this. What do you say to somebody who says this? And brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. You know a lot more than you think you know. But this is not about answering someone very quickly. This is about you building up your understanding. Keep on building and building and building. Because trust me, if we were to study the Catholic faith and even just put aside, let's say we're just going to study the life teachings and what the church says on all of this, we could study it for the rest of our lives. We could look at what the saints say. We could look at what scripture says. We could look at all the different documents over the centuries. And we would just begin to scratch the surface. So if we're still here, none of us is done learning. So I want to encourage those of you who wrote me, and I just heard from a woman this morning, very nice, but she wants an immediate response, and she wants me to write the response for her to people who are challenging her on Facebook. I could do that very easily, but I'm sure you can too if you just stop and think about it. But there are some great resources out there. You need to be able to form these answers on your own. And again, I, I'm blessed that you that you would write me and ask for my opinion, but I want you to be able to do it too, and I don't think you give yourself enough credit, okay? So number one, 
There's a fantastic conference that begins today involving a number of EWTM personalities hosted by the amazing Father Leo Pedlinghug, right, of Amazing Grace and PlatingGrace.com. It's entitled Living Pro-Life, a Virtual Program of Apologetics and Formation for the New Pro-Life Generation. Crazy amount of great speakers, okay? All kinds of people, young, middle-aged, old like me, all right? A number of us who are passionate about pro-life have done recorded talks for this conference. It starts today. I've got it right on my homepage at Facebook. It's also on Twitter, facebook.com slash Mrs. Teresa Tamio. You can register there. It's a free conference, okay? So check it out. And you can go to platinggrace.org slash Tamio, platinggrace.org slash Tamio, or just go to uh, Living Pro-Life, okay? It's out there. So this will be a great opportunity for you to just sit back and learn and educate yourself. Also on my Facebook page, I have put a link to a number of different pro-life resources. And so I've compiled them. And you can also find it on the resources page on my website at teresatamio.com slash resources. But helpful Catholic resources are pro-life and women's issues, church teachings, church documents. We have got to know these well enough where we can turn around and be able to respond accurately, peacefully, but full of love and faith to people who challenge us. But it's not going to be done in an instant. And if somebody wants an instant answer, you don't have to answer them instantaneously. I'll get back to you on that. And then do your homework. But again, I think you know a lot more than you think you know. And it's just easier to see if somebody maybe that you trust, like one of us here on the air, which we greatly appreciate. But we want you to be able to do what we do every single day. And you can. So the other thing I would suggest, too, is to grab some of the statements that came out. Archbishop Cordelione's statement in response to Nancy Pelosi's ridiculous and insulting comment to Catholics, fellow Catholics, by the way, his statement is phenomenal. I posted that on my Facebook page. It's also at catholicnewsagency.com. We have got to be able to stand up, to speak the truth, to shout our stories, and to automatically don't think that we don't have the answers. Because it's not us we're defending. It's God. It's truth. So let's all put our big boy and big girl pants back on and let's dig in and let's learn how to respond. I want you to be able to do it and I want you to have more confidence in yourself. I'm getting a ton of emails saying, help me answer this, help me answer that. I can do that, but you need to be able to do it. Have confidence in yourself. Have confidence in pro-life teachings. And educate, educate, educate is what Father John Harden said, the great catechist. You need to learn more. We all need to learn more about our faith. And it's I, I feel like sometimes I'm a parent who children want me to do their homework. And then I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying that I want to encourage you to dig more deeply and to be able to answer some of these most basic questions yourself. Okay? All right. I have to admit, my Italian's really up this morning after reading the story again about Nancy Pelosi and what's happening with transgender already with the Biden administration. It's just beyond, and it's only what? This is the second full day of the administration? It's frightening. So, all right. Anyway, appreciate your writing, and I'm going to direct you to great resources. Always go to EWTN.com, AveMariaRadio.net. Tons of resources. USCCB has a whole section on pro-life, and I've kind of compiled all of them for you under my resources section at TeresaTamio.com. All right. 
Uh, Duck Heck coming up after the break, then Eric Scheidler wrapping up with Cynthia Morales. And if I have time, I might want to do a mini um, Friday fact check because there's two stories in the media that will just, um, well, you won't be surprised by them, but they're just it's just incredible what's happening. See, this is what happens when you start this, this massive censorship to shut down voices with whom you disagree. Now we're starting to see already those on the left trying to remove others on the left. If they even slightly move from, you know, the whole statement that they're supposed to have on the left, all these different statements, and if you move anywhere away, you know, from their Bible, so to speak, then you need to be shut down as well. So if we have time, hopefully we'll do that. Okay. All right. Just wanted to remind you that there's great resources out there, and let's all work together to respond. All right. Let's check the news on a uh, Friday morning and see what's happening in and around the world. The U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled today to consider a Mississippi law that protects unborn babies and mothers by banning abortions after 15 weeks. On this, the 48th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision that gave us abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy. Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Flinch asking the high court to uphold a pro-life law last year, but the justices have not decided yet whether to take up the case. SCOTUS blog reports, meanwhile, according to LifeNews.com, the justices did not act on the case during their private conference on the 15th of January, but are set to meet again sometime today. We'll be talking about this a little bit later on in the program with Cynthia Morales. Women need to know not only that there are real alternatives to abortion, but also the harm done by abortion in addition to the taking the life of a child. Later this morning on Catholic Connection, again, we'll learn more about the Shout My Story project featuring personal pro-life testimonies, as well as why abortion is a sign that we've greatly failed women and families. Among the voices featured in the video, Sally Quinn of Feminists for Life. I was born before Roe, but just barely. And most people today have never known a day without legalized abortion. And so they never stop to think, what would a woman need? What would she want instead of an abortion? Um, They never ask, why are so many women having abortions? And because they just buy into the status quo, they never question and think, maybe women deserve something better than abortion. The Shout My Story special reports, Incompatible with Life program, airing today on EWTM. We'll be discussing that with Doug Keck as well as Cynthia Morales a little bit later on. As we mentioned earlier, you need to check out this powerful statement from the Archbishop of San Francisco, Salvatore Cordleone, responding to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who lives in his archdiocese, after she accused pro-life voters, especially Catholic voters, of being quote-unquote sellouts. During a podcast with former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton earlier this week, Pelosi saying she has, quote, great grief as a Catholic, end quote, by the support of pro-life voters for the former president, claiming they sold out the whole democracy over one issue. Yesterday, Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone responded, saying no Catholic in good conscience can favor abortion, adding the nation is soaked with the blood of the innocent and it must stop. And again, The archbishop leads a diocese where Nancy Pelosi lives. The French doctor who discovered the extra chromosome that causes Down syndrome stepping one step closer to becoming a state. Pope Francis recognizing the heroic virtues of Catholic physician Jerome Lejeune by signing a decree yesterday at the Vatican. He was known to be strongly opposed to abortion and experimentation on embryos and dedicated his entire life to protecting unborn children with Down syndrome. He started a foundation back in 1989 devoted to research, advocacy, and health care for people with mental disabilities. 
And in one of his first acts in office, President Joe Biden has signed an executive order to interpret sex discrimination in federal law to include sexual orientation and gender identity. As Catholic News Agency explains, a move could impact high school sports, the privacy of single-sex bathrooms, faith-based organizations that are government grantees or contractors, and whether employees may face retaliation for voicing discriminatory religious beliefs. The senior counsel at the Alliance for Defending Freedom, John Birch, telling the Catholic News Agency this executive order is a massive overreach, essentially affecting the taking the word of sex and sex discrimination anywhere those words appear in federal law, converting them to include sexual orientation and gender identity. He's warning the executive order's quote-unquote redefinition of sex will result in a destructive effort to reinvent reality and destroy long-standing protections for women and girls. He said it's unfortunate the government is now choosing this to be the very first act that is going to engage to unify the country. The order drew comment on social media where some critics are using the hashtag Biden erased women. And Pope Francis today condemning a twin bomb attack in a Baghdad market and describing the attacks as a senseless act of brutality. At least 32 people were killed in the suicide bombings and over 100 others wounded in a telegram sent on his behalf by Cardinal Secretary of State Pietro Perilin. The Pope saying he's praying for the deceased victims and their families, for the injured, and for the emergency personnel in attendance. He went on to say he hopes that Iraq will continue to work to overcome violence with fraternity, solidarity, and peace. And he invoked the Lord's blessing upon the nation and its people. The Pope is set to make the first apostolic visit to Iraq from March 5th through March 8th, visiting Baghdad and four other towns. In other news this morning, Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying the state legislature there will pass measures this season to make it fiscally impossible for cities to defund the police. Texas must set the example for the United States of America in what we do to not only support law enforcement, but to fully fund law enforcement agencies. The governor is saying Texas cities will be given a choice. They can fund police and, in his words, fulfill their duty to keep residents safe, or they will lose access to all tax revenue. He's slamming the cities of Minneapolis, Portland, and Seattle, which have all taken steps to defund police. He says, in his opinion, that's putting the citizens at risk. And Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is issuing a warning for President Biden about finding common ground. Now, it's still early, Mr. President. There's still plenty of time for President Biden to remember that he does not owe his election to the far left. The president can and should refocus his administration on creating good-paying American jobs. The Kentucky Republicans saying the 2020 election was far from a sweeping mandate for ideological transformation, adding Republicans are ready to share ideas and work with the new administration, but they must use common sense to find that common ground. And finally, in our new segment at almost 15 minutes past your on a Friday, thousands of National Guard troops are back in the U.S. Capitol after being kicked out and forced into a parking garage. The soldiers told yesterday they were no longer allowed to use congressional grounds during rest breaks. Congressional leaders in both parties expressing outrage over the move. The troops have since received an apology and been let back in. The soldiers were called in to protect the Capitol during the inauguration. Fifteen minutes past the hour. It's a Friday. I always look forward to my conversations with Doug Keck, our chief operating officer of EWTN and our president. He is up next on a Friday with the inside word on great programming. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. If you're facing uncertainty with your current health care plan, now is the time to join CMF Curo. You can join any time during the year. 
And CMF Curo offers flexible Catholic healthcare solutions for individuals, families, and employers. CMF Curo is your personal healthcare advocate. Contact them today at mycatholichealthcare.com. That's mycatholichealthcare.com. I'm Dr. Stan Williams. Contemplate the universe with me. Where does darkness dwell? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? What we can see of the cosmos is only one-tenth of the mass needed to explain stable spinning galaxies. Science's answer? Massive amounts of dark matter, or stuff we can't see. But the gravitational force of all that dark matter would cause the universe to shrink and collapse. Except the universe is not collapsing, it's expanding. How is that possible? Science's answer? Dark energy. And just like that, the Earth was saved. And just exactly what is dark matter and dark energy, and where does it come from? We have no idea. But God knows. And one day you will too. At AveMariaRadio.net, under Resources, explore the universe with me. I'm Dr. Stan Williams. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. The good Lord for EW Channel of our radio affiliates, and boy, I don't know what we do, Doug, without uh, what we have here. Uh, it's so frustrating, and you tr- you you want to be um, peaceful and loving, but I can't help it. My Italian and my East Coast gets up a lot, especially reading the stories this morning about uh, the Madam Speaker saying that we sold we sold the country out. I, I think the thing that's the most infuriating, really, is the alleged Catholics out there, and I can't judge people's souls, although apparently Nancy Pelosi can judge, can judge other ours. People, other yeah. people's souls. Mm-hmm. Even some people who were anti-Trumpers seem to be able to have analyzed the last president's soul and also seem to have analyzed the present president's soul in, in both uh, in quite opposite ways. I don't know how they have the ability, maybe Padre Pio bestowed it upon them. We don't have that. We can only gauge things by people's actions, but it's very disheartening when you see uh you know the kind of uh, public figures and unfortunately it's gotten to be that if you hear a catholic as a public figure you should assume they're pro-choice regardless of what they say they will be pro-choice and probably pro-euthanasia and virtually anything else that is uh, quite unquote uh, wrong with society they will be in favor of they may be in favor of some good things but uh, in that way it's it's more like a seamy garment than it is a seamless garment because there's a lot of negative things that seem to come with it as well. And so th- that's really upsetting. And the other thing was upsetting was I was really pleased and, and actually uh, somewhat a little bit surprised, but I have to tip my hat not only to Cordelione, but to Gomez. Gomez, and yes. Who, mm-hmm. who put out that, that, that fairly strong statement. And, of course, uh, gee, lo and behold, we know that, the, that the, it's then attacked by uh, princes of the church who... You know, we shouldn't be surprised because we're not sure what uh, their hierarchy of beliefs apparently is on right. any given day. Uh, but we'll leave that up to them, too. They, I guess they have good reasons to say what they say. But I, I without uh, denying that, I, I, I have to applaud 
Archbishop Gomez and the other uh, bishops from the USCCB with uh, that strong statement. And Corleone's statement was was very strong, and he responded Absolutely. almost immediately to Nancy Pelosi's ridiculously insulting comments. And not just to Catholics, but to all too. pro-lifers. I mean, yeah, exactly. My lord, he's, yeah. The, he's the heart of the beast. I mean, you, they all come out of there. I don't know what they're growing there. Maybe it's the marijuana they smoke as a youth or something. But there, you know, the perspective there is so bizarre. Uh, and uh, thank God that he's willing to speak up like that. And you know. So that that's always the kind of thing we always have to remember that when the things are not going well that uh, you know when our lord was you know being arrested everybody took off you know so yep. i mean uh they come back sometimes some come back some don't come back but but we have to pray for uh, all of our brethren and we also have to remember to stay strong and know that the these times have been predicted in the sense of there's always going to if you're not being attacked for your belief system in the lord you're probably not living his faith one of the things i think that's so frustrating is it's always a case of projection for example she says that we sold um the country out democracy out in this one issue when it's actually just the opposite abortion is everything to the left well, you know, I just think of the, you know, to paraphrase, you know, f- for the world, uh, but for the speakership, uh, that's what you sold your soul for. Uh, and I think a lot of these people, you know, they either have to believe that there isn't anything that they're going to have to answer for. Right. Uh, I, I just can't understand it because, you know, you can you can lie to people. You can lie to yourself. You can't lie to God. He knows what's in your heart and what you're really thinking. So when you make these decisions and convince yourself and other people that you totally believe that this is true, that somehow you believe that Jesus would think murdering babies is a good idea or a good trade-off for other things, um, really, okay, um, you may want to think about that. And that's why we need the programming of EW10 to help people understand the reality of the situation because reality seems to be slipping away uh, more and more quickly given what's what's happening with some of these uh, uh, things that are being written up by the new administration. Now let's talk about some of the programming sure. and going into next week. Now I'm excited because Cindy Morales is coming up okay, and the, uh, there, there's the program that's coming up today regarding right, exactly. the Shout My Story ministry, right? Absolutely. The story of parents who overcame pressure to abort their unborn children with medical conditions, and we're so happy they chose life, and we're happy they gave us the opportunity to air this uh, programming, debuting at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Today, part of our overall uh, pro-life month, as we always try to do, and then we've got uh, Life Journey with Sean Carney coming up later tonight as well. We know him from 40 Days for Life. We've got the pro-life mass from Los Angeles, and you know, for the unborn that Archbishop uh, Gomez presides over, and that'll be tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, then the Papal Mass on the Word of God coming up on Sunday. We've also got a Life on the Rock episode with uh, Peter Range who talks about pro-life. And we've got uh, Celebration of Vespers of the Conversion of St. Paul coming up next week. We've also got a really good documentary. People should check it out airing on the 25th, that's Monday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, who was the real Margaret Sanger, Mm. the founder of Planned Parenthood. Really gives you a good expose on her. We're airing uh, the documentary on the 40 Days for Life story uh, called Unplanned. This is the story of Abby Johnson. People can look for that. And we've also got a behind-the-scenes program on that as well. And a National Prayer Vigil for Life. Again, we are going to be covering the virtual and sort of... uh, live uh, march for life there will be some platform talks coming up next week and there will be a small contingent of pro-life leaders marching and we'll have complete coverage of all of that from our news team 
happening next week. So people can check out EW10.com for all the other pro-life programming that we still have, and everybody needs to stay strong. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, EW10.com for all the details, and we'll be uh, tweeting it out and uh, posting things also to keep people updated. And, and really, Doug, I, um, so many people have been commenting on my Facebook pages. I've been posting the different you know things that we're discussing that they're so right. grateful for the fact that we have um, this outlet. But I, I'm telling you, lo- looking at what's happening, I'm, I'm concerned uh, because now with this whole thing with, with gender, uh, what's going to happen next? I mean, are we being discriminatory now, according to oh, the president, because I, I, of our beliefs? Absolutely. I don't think um, anybody who doesn't think that these kind of tactics and the things that are being done right now and the the way of shutting down opposing thought is not going to impact them if they are a Catholic Christian or a Christian who is actually has a belief system that is somehow differentiates from basically PBS. If you've got an NPR Christianity, you're in good shape. If that's your level of Christianity, yeah. you won't have to worry. But if you're biblical in any other way, uh, you're in for trouble. And it's clear that the, uh, the mainstream media and the powers that be do not brook any opposition. They do not want any other voice but their own. Mm-hmm. They don't want people to be questioning their perspective on things. And that is going to lead us down a very ugly path. And as we talked before the election, before people decided what to do, realize that this is coming, and it's not just coming for these uh, the Proud Boys. It's coming for you. Exactly. Exactly. Doug, thanks so much. We look forward to catching up with you again next week for all the details. And don't forget, EWTN.com for all the great programming in general, but especially as we mark the, unfortunately, 48th year of Roe v. Wade. But we are standing true to life and standing up, and EWTN is helping us do that every single day, EWTN.com. Thanks, my friend. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Keep up the great work. God bless. Well, howdy there, folks. This is GRN's resident cowgirl, Cicely Anderson here, chatting with you to recruit some car raffle wranglers. I don't think I can keep that accent up, but it's car raffle season. On March 5th, the Guadalupe Radio Network will be raffling a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. This year, we need extra help to keep Catholic Radio on the air. That's why we need raffle wranglers. If you think that you can sell 20 or more tickets to your friends and family, then email us at kath at grnonline.com and we will send you the tickets to sell. Let's do this, partners. Have you ever asked, what does the Knights of Columbus have to offer me? There is something for every Catholic family. Being a Knight of Columbus can mean protection through our highly rated life insurance program. It could mean getting involved in your council and parish. It could mean doing more Catholic family activities through our domestic church initiatives. There is something for everyone. Knights of Columbus is the leader in building up our church, and every Catholic man 18 years or older should join today online at knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? If you're ready to try a simple, proven approach to managing your finances consistent with God's teaching, then sign up for the next semester of Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Hosted by Prince of Peace Catholic Community, this nine-week online class will meet every Sunday from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. beginning January 31st. Go to popplano.org slash FPU to learn more and sign up today. That's popplano.org slash FPU and change your life forever. 
Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning, mourning the loss of uh, one of our greatest pro-life leaders, Joe Scheidler, who passed away on Monday at the age of 93. Um, but I'll tell you what, someone who really gave his life for a cause and um, just an uh, amazing, amazing man. And how blessed are we to be able to say that uh, if you knew him or if you worked with him in the pro-life movement, I had the opportunity to interview him a number of times, both uh, at the March for Life and here on Catholic Connection. Met him many times at the March for Life conferences and whatnot, and what a gift uh, he was and will always be to the pro-life movement. His son, Eric Scheidler, uh, I know it's it's uh, pretty big shoes to fill, but we know you're doing a good job and, and trying to do more of your father's great work. How's the family doing right now? I know it's a tough time. I lost my mom last March and my dad 10 years ago, so I know what it's like to lose a parent. How are you doing? Well, you know, I was talking to my brother Peter last night. Peter um, was very close to my dad. They worked together on my father's memoir, Racketeer for Life, uh-huh. uh, Fighting the Culture of Death from the Supreme Court to the Sidewalk. And, um, you know, that was published in 2016. And um, we were, we took a kind of walk around the old neighborhood yesterday, visiting my mother. And um, both of we talked about how we were, you know, experiencing grief and, and remembering things. And, and um, we both shared, though, that we were kind of feeling a great deal of sadness, of course, but just a tremendous sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I said that to him, he said, he kind of smacked me in the shoulder and said, yeah, me too, you know, just a feeling of being so grateful that he was our dad and that we knew him. And, of course, for us, his memory is so much more than his pro-life work. Of course, that's deeply mixed into all of it. Um, you know, he was a he was a very kind person, and, you know, like everybody, he had his faults. He could be a little scrupulous and, you know, things like this. But um, he, you can say of him that he walked the walk. You know, he really uh, followed the path with authenticity. And that's the thing we talk a lot about today is authenticity. And I don't know if we really understand it, but if we want to understand authenticity, look at the life of Joe Scheidler. Mm-hmm. He, uh, from childhood, just had a, a, a real heart for children. Um, in his memoir, uh, Records Here for Life, again, he recounts being a, a small child and hearing about the Lindbergh kidnapping, you know, the the, the baby uh, son of uh, right. Charles Lindbergh, the famous uh, aviator, who was kidnapped and murdered. He'd already been murdered, and it was just the most uh, tragic story. National news, you know, was the biggest thing in, in the news that day, uh, that you know, that year. And he was t- deeply troubled. He thought maybe one of his baby sisters would be kidnapped. Um, so he he had a, a real concern for the welfare of children and a real delight in children's company. Um, he would gather groups of grandchildren and grandnieces and nephews around him and tell ghost stories. And, uh, oh, you know, every single family member has a story to tell about after listening to one of Grandpa or Uncle Joe's ghost stories and not being able to sleep that night, you know, or whatever. And he told episodes of, of life in small town, Indiana, grew up in a little town called Hartford City, and, uh, you know, I really think there's a connection there between 
the the sort of connection that he had with children. They loved him. Um, you know, he he met a grand niece for the first time, and she walked around holding his hand at three years old. No three year old does that. Mm. But I see a connection between that and, of course, his his pro life mission. He was so wounded when Roe versus Wade was handed down forty eight years ago. He was homesick from his job at a uh, advertising firm that day, and when he read the news, it just plunged him into an even worse flu because he thought this was like a suicide note that the United States had just written to itself in this mm-hmm. ruling. And and it was at that moment that he really dedicated himself to um, into fighting it with everything that he had. Given what's happened with the, uh, the, the, the new administration already so quickly, and then uh, we saw the um, horrific comments from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi accusing her fellow Catholics of selling out the country and democracy because of their pro-life views, what would he say about this, do you think, in terms of the, the attacks that are now being ratcheted up so quickly, not just by the secular world, but by people who claim to be a part of the same church? You know, Teresa, there was a lot of mercy in my father's death. You know, yeah. he could have, we had to make a choice late, late, late Sunday night, whether he was going to go into the ICU and maybe be able to be possibly treated for this pneumonia that was really rocking through his body, or bring him home. Thank God we made the right choice, because he was surrounded by family. He was able to to make his goodbyes. I was able to sit down and hold his hand and talk to my dad before he passed away. Something you go through in your mind, you know, as your parents get older. Right. And I was I was able to do that. And another one of those mercies, I think, Teresa, is him being spared um, the the inauguration because he was growing de- you know deeply concerned about the direction of the country um, and was just heartbroken that we were going to have so many pro life gains reversed. Um, and I think you know God was sparing him having to behold that in some way. Yeah. Um, but what he would say, I know what he would say, because we talked about it. He would say, Eric, we got to keep fighting. We've got to keep fighting. And he had, you know, he fought through so many battles in the courts, in, in the halls of, of the legislatures, out on the front lines of the pro-life movement in front of abortion facilities and Planned Parenthood, galas, and all of it. Through, um, you know, he, he started pro-life work in the Carter administration, or I'm sorry, the Ford administration. So mm-hmm. Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush. You know, Clinton, Bush too, Obama and Trump. We've been through so many presidencies in this battle. And, you know, every, no matter who's in the White House, our work at the Plus Action League remains the same, which is to awaken the conscience of the nation to the horror of abortion, to share the beauty of God's gift of life in the womb, and to save babies from abortion out on the, you know, front lines outside of abortion clinics where they die. And that work carries on no matter who's in the White House, no matter what the laws might be. Um, no matter what uh, our church leaders may or may not be doing, whatever, whatever anyone else is doing, our job is clear. Right. And, and my father really stuck to that. You know, he he was disappointed again and again by the politicians and the church leaders and the judges and the media, but he was never ever disappointed by those humble volunteers who come out to pray at abortion clinics. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, those those kind people who take time out of their day to go and offer help to women. They volunteer at the Pregnancy Resource Center, center, right? Who do what they have to do and they're not getting paid for it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The person who's passing out the baby bottles at church to fill up the coins to give moms a chance to choose life for their babies. Those are the things that that don't upset. Those are the things that don't disappoint. Those are the little victories that we win for God. I mean, even to go outside of an abortion clinic and be there simply to mourn for those children that we can't save, to be there so that they don't die utterly abandoned. My father died surrounded by his family. These children die utterly 
totally abandoned by our society. Unless we are there, unless you are there, listener, being that face of Christ and loving them um, for those last moments of their life. Well, and also for the women, because the women, they walk in there and walk out, and, and nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, a bad situation is even worse. And, and I know this. My husband is a, a sidewalk counselor, and he tells me the stories all the time of, of the women. Nobody's going into an abortion mill, skipping and yeah. smiling, saying, gee, I'm great, no. I have this choice. And they come out looking nine times out of ten even worse. So that's how we honor your dad, and that's some great information, Eric. So if folks want to know about the um, the wake and also the mass, are, are you putting people on an email list so they can find out if they want to watch it online? That's right. We're going to we're working on live streaming the mass. There are maybe a few seats left for the for the funeral. There's going to be some overflow at St. John Cancer's Church in Chicago in the basement, where they'll be it'll be broadcast. And a group is gathering outside the church to sort of present an honor guard as, as he leaves the church. Beautiful. So go to prolifeaction.org, prolifeaction.org to get that information. Sign up for our emails so you can stay in touch. Eric, thank you so much. God bless you and your family, and so appreciate all the great work you continue to do in honor of your dad, Joe Scheidler. We'll be right back. For the 17th year, the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is offering Spirit of Love scholarships to students at Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. The scholarships are being given in memory of Rebecca Rivera, a 2001 graduate of Ursuline Academy of Dallas, who passed away in June 2004. The application and email submission period is January 2nd through February 1st, 2021. For more information, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5273. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Join the Diocese of Dallas and the University of Dallas for Faith Connect by UDMC, a series of free virtual workshops happening monthly through June. Topics include faithful citizenship, reading the Bible at home, combating racism in our communities, and many more. This online series will provide you the time and space to reflect and grow while engaging different perspectives along the way. Leave inspired and empowered to live your faith and answer to today's challenges rather than in spite of them. Learn more at udallas.edu backslash faithconnect. Hi, this is Erin Brown, the creator of TrueNorthReading.com and Aquinas Writing Advantage, the middle and high school writing program with HomeschoolConnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of the station. Come meet with me and fellow students online for live and recorded courses, or join in courses like Apologetics with Tim Staples, or Literature with Joseph Pierce, or any of the other 400-plus courses with HomeschoolConnections.com. It's Catholic online learning available for your family today. Continuing our pro-life discussion this morning on a Friday. It's 39 minutes past the hour on this, uh, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Cynthia Morales is uh, an old friend of mine. I wouldn't say old in age, but we've known each other for a while. And she's married to uh, one of my best buds, John Morales. And he is a former TV sports reporter. And John and I met when he worked in Detroit 
and we are part of a Christian media group, and we've kept in touch ever since, worked briefly together uh, at Relevant Radio, and they're just doing such amazing work in the pro-life movement, uh, the 40 film, Pro-Life Champions, and then the Shout My Story website and video, shoutmystory.org. And, Cynthia, I know there is a special presentation. We were just talking about it with Doug that's going to be airing today on EWTN. Tell us about it. Okay, so this is called Shout My Story Special Reports Incompatible with Life, and it features um, women and couples who were pressured to abort by their doctors after receiving a diagnosis of um, some sort of chromosomal abnormality or some sort of illness that the baby had. So we're featuring several different families with several different conditions, um, including Down syndrome, trisomy 18, and anencephaly. And we also offer some resources at the end. And basically, the point of the film is, you know, like hashtag you got this girl, which is kind of the point of Shout My Story, the Shout My Story project, um, is to give people encouragement and hope. Because the doctors, and we also want to get this in front of doctors, because they are given um, apparently like very dire pictures of what a kid with Down syndrome looks like, what a kid with trisomy 18 looks like. And they very much pressure the mothers to abort their babies and that's one thing that the people in the film stress over and over again they want the doctors to you know stop doing that look at positives what's been the response to to the videos to the stories um well because we have this great partnership with ewtn um social media over five hundred and fifty thousand people have seen our short films and i think the the response has been really good um, the, the, probably the most interaction we got was, um, one called Samantha's story, life after rape over yes. 115,000 mm-hmm. people saw that on Instagram. And we did actually have a number of pro-choice people comment on it and, and got engaged. And that's really good. And another one was Karina's story. And she's a young woman who, um, is married now. And ex- I think she's expecting baby number three, but when she was a sophomore in college, she got pregnant and, um, her family ended up being a huge support to her, so she was able to have her child. And other people wrote in on that, were like, well, that's fine for you, you know. But it, it gives people, um, it, it, it gives, you know, in all different situations, it, the, the point of the stories is to give people hope, like, yeah, if you did it, I can do it too. We're talking with Cynthia Morales, Executive Director of Pro-Life Champions, about the program airing later today on EWTN, Shout My Story, Special Reports, Incompatible with Life airing on the network today the time again cindy for those who are just tuning in it's it's five thirty eastern and four thirty central yeah and i think telling a story i've been really emphasizing this especially with the way things are going now in our country and and my new book listening for god is is all about stories of people sharing how god works in their lives people can't argue with your story it, it, as you said even if they don't agree with it it gets them to think because it's like oh Okay, this is what happened to someone. How can we encourage others to do the same? Because sometimes people think, well, my story isn't important enough. It's not big enough. What would you recommend for folks who may have a pro-life story to share? Um, well, I recommend getting in touch with me if they have one like ours, a Shout My Story Where You Chose Life. Um, certainly there's other organizations like Silent No More that are very good at telling stories of women who didn't choose life and what happened to them as a result. And then a lot of times those women are now very strong advocates for life, um, but they're scarred. You know, it's it's very, very tough. You know what? People need to understand something about stories. Narrative shapes culture. Mm -hmm. So right now, that's why we started the project and why we called it Shout My Story, because we wanted to counteract the Shout Your Abortion website. They're trying to shape the narrative 
by making abortion normal, okay, wonderful, you know, a great choice. And if that that's the narrative that's being supported by the mainstream media, especially like magazines for teenagers and so forth. So we, every person has a story and every story is important. And your story as, you know, like conversion stories, who doesn't like those? Right. You know, I was lost and now I'm found, you know, and I, I was, I was out there doing all kinds of things and then I found Christ and nobody gets tired of those stories. Right. The They're journey wonderful. home, the whole program is testimonies <laughs> with Marcus Grodi, exactly. right? Con- converts to the faith. Probably yeah. one of the most popular shows on EWTN. I know right. I always try to catch it because nobody gets tired of those stories and it gives people hope. Like no matter how bad you are, God can reach down and lift you up. And if you were in a situation where you made a mistake and got pregnant in college or something like that, but you chose life, um, you know, the, the, the emphasis is on the choosing life, not on the mistake part. Everybody makes mistakes, you know. Yeah. And so we want, we want to give people encouragement to make the right decision, even after you might have made a wrong decision. We want to give people encouragement to make the right decision, even if you're being pressured to make a wrong decision, which you are so often... Not only with doctors, in the Shop My Story Project, women are pressured by circumstances. They're pressured by the lack of a supportive partner. That is, by the way, the number one reason right. why women choose abortion. Yep. Lack of, of um, support from a partner, either economic yep. or emotional. Yep. So, you know, you're in these situations, but there is hope out there. And so the more people who tell that story, get on Facebook and say, hey, I have a story to sell. You know, and then hashtag shout, then do a hashtag shout my story. The more people who share their stories, the better we, as pro-lifers, will be able to shape the culture through narrative and not let the other side have the podium all the time. Right. And I know you've seen this because you and John have been at the march uh, so often uh, in the past. And whenever we go to the Supreme Court, as we follow up um, with our camera crew and we stand there and listen to this, the story after story of men and women impacted negatively by abortion, there's always the group there. Usually they're pretty small, but they're also very loud. And they're saying things like, get over it, uh, you know, get your over it, your rosaries off my ovaries. And we have to understand that a lot of that is coming from a place of post-abortive pain. They don't want to hear the stories of these women and men because that can't be. I, you know, they, they, they're having a hard time dealing with their own situation. The same reason why there's so much of an effort to silence everyone right now who disagrees with the left because they don't want to hear anything that differs from their narrative because it's a challenge. And so we need to be lovingly putting these stories out there to challenge them and hopefully get them to, to, to think and believe differently because deep down I think they know it, Cindy, which is one of the reasons yeah. why they're so angry about it. They are angry, and, and so it's hard for us, okay, and I'll see this, you see this on social media where people respond in a vituperous manner to somebody who's being, I mean, have you ever noticed about pro-choicers, a lot of times they're foul. They use bad language. They're in your face. They're very aggressive, and it's yeah. hard not to respond in kind because you're like, wait, wait a minute, I'm going to, I'm, you know, you're not, you can't talk to me that way. You have to, as a pro-lifer, understand that about 99.999% of the time, these people aren't crazy. They are in deep pain, and they do not want to face their pain, and they will do anything to not face that pain, including, like, be, like, try to smash you on, on social media by being foul and by being angry and by being aggressive. And so, the, the, really, if, if, if turn the other cheek applies anywhere, it applies here. You need to be kind and understand. Just You have to say to yourself, this person's in pain, not this person's a jerk. This mm-hmm. person's in pain, and, and I want to, like, and try to reach through their their aggression and all that stuff that you see and say, wow, I really see that you're in a lot of pain here, you know, to try to um, touch them on an emotional level instead of just argumentative. I don't think that pro-life logical arguments 
work with somebody who's dealing right. with that kind of pain. Exactly. They can't hear exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the stories are so important. I, I totally agree. Cynthia, thanks so much. So it's on 530 Eastern this afternoon on EWTN. Shout my story, special reports, incompatible with life. Now, in terms of finding out all the great work you and John continue to do with Pro-Life Champions, what's the best website overall for your work, do you think? Well, shoutmystory.org is our Shout My Story project, and then okay. ProLifeChampions.com is our regular um, website. And you can also go to YouTube. All of our videos are on um, Shout My Story on YouTube. And also, don't ever forget the 40, 40 film. film. first project. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, people are still watching it. It's still being shown in churches. I just got an email last night from somebody in Ohio or something that wants to show it at their church. So Awesome. Um, yeah. Great also work. Take, uh, keep, keep, keep an eye out on our website for um, a, a study guide I'm writing for this, this film um, and connecting it actually to euthanasia. Wow. So Great. if you want to hear, if you want to get on our newsletter list, just send me an email at info at shoutmystory.org and give me your email and I'll put you on our newsletter list. And then you'll, I don't send them out a lot. Nobody wants to be inundated. I send out a newsletter once or twice a month okay. with real Great. news. Great. There you go. And truth, by the way, there's a concept. Cynthia, thank you so much. Cynthia Morales, Executive Director of Pro-Life Champions, ProLifeChampions.com and ShoutMyStory.org. Don't forget, this afternoon, 530 Eastern, Shout My Story Special Reports on EW10, Incompatible with Life. We'll be right back on a Friday morning. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. John 6 verses uh, 48 to 58. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread, meaning me. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat of it and never die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh, at which the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They're scandalized by this. How is it that we're not? How is it that we just hear this and go, Oh yeah, I know that passage. They're just outraged, and at least perplexed. Sane people, inspired teachers, wise men, prophets don't say things like this. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection on a Friday. Don't forget to check out all the great programming, as Doug mentioned, including Shout My Story special reports coming up at 530 
this afternoon. We'll have links to all of this on the Catholic Connection Archive later today. You can find all of that at AveMariaRadio.net. Prayers for the Scheidler family. And, of course, don't forget Pro-Life Action League to check out uh, and get on the newsletter regarding the uh, services and the Mass and the Wake for Joe Scheidler on Monday, some of which will be live-streamed. Okay, just want to wrap up uh, with about two or three minutes, a shorter version of Fact Check Friday. Looking at all the censorship that continues to go on, and what's very, very bad about this is eventually those who are calling for different voices, voices that are different from ours, from theirs, you know, I'm, I'm speaking in there, they would say, you know, anybody who's different from us, we have to shut down. Eventually, if you're not in lockstep with every single thing, every single talking point that they think needs to be pounded into people, the culture, the world, and on and on, then they start going after their own. So I posted this very interesting story yesterday, and it's already starting. So Chuck Todd, uh, who hosts, I think, Meet the Press, uh, NBC News political director, right? So on Sunday, uh, this is obviously before the inauguration, he says some critical things and makes some um, decent points. I'm not a big fan of Chuck Todd, but at least once in a while, you know, he says some things that that have merit. Um, I still think he's extremely biased. But anyway, he's raising concerns about the promises that the Biden administration is making about 100 million vaccines. And the headline reads, Chuck Todd says if Biden breaks 100 million vaccines promise, he'll be a failure. Now, he is actually now being told that he needs to step down from NBC. I'm not kidding. He's even being called the Kaylee McEnany, who I thought was great. She was a press secretary for uh, Donald Trump, and she really knew how to um, hold her own against uh, the secular media at the press uh, briefings. But they're calling her the Kaylee McEnany of MSNBC. On Tuesday, January 19th, Meet the Press host Chuck Todd was trending on Twitter, and the comments were not flattering. On his MSNBC show on Tuesday, Todd said that the president-elect Joe Biden will have failed if he's unable to deliver 100 million vaccine doses during his first 100 days in office. On his show, Todd said, let's be realistic. Biden's first crucial task is to vaccinate America to fill that promise to get 100 million vaccinations in his first 100 days. The ultimate success or failure of his presidency may hinge simply on that one promise, and it might be his only way to immediately begin cauterizing American social, economic, and political wounds. Let's put it this way. If Biden wants to succeed, he has to fulfill that first vaccination promise. If he doesn't get it right, he will have failed on the job he was elected to do. So his monologue began to attract criticism from many with people pointing out that Biden was not even officially in office yet. And people are saying, if only there were a way to vote Chuck Todd off of television. And this is not just from viewers. Okay, this is from people in the media saying that he has to step down. If only there were a way to vote Chuck Todd off of television. And this was repeated on Twitter. So here is someone who is extremely left and is a big proponent, right, of um, everything that is liberal, and they make no bones about that. But he is raising a question, which is what journalists are supposed to do and keep power in check. But you cannot criticize at all or raise any questions about this new administration. As a matter of fact, on the same network and another network, there were reports that all of media outlets such as ours need to be silenced unless we promise to speak, quote-unquote, truth. 
because apparently we're all lying about everything because we're not falling you know, right behind everybody in, in preaching that you know, this is the, the perfect way to handle the world in the United States of America with this new administration. The fact that we're pushing back, the fact that we're raising questions, anyone who does that needs to be silenced. Even those on the left are now getting attacked. But this is what happens. You keep moving the bar, and no one is safe. No one. Chuck Todd is being told that he needs to resign from NBC and MSNBC. They need to get him off the air because he dare raise a question. What is this world coming to? As Doug said, pretty soon they're going to come after us. We need to be strong. We need to be not afraid. We need to be loving. And we need to learn more about our faith every day so we can defend it, not only within the church, but in the public square. Stay strong. Keep learning. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Story. Three little pigs were listening to Catholic Radio on the GRN and heard that the GRN was raffling off a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. So they went to grnonline.com, bought five tickets for $100, and waited for their name to be drawn at the end. So, who's your favorite GRN station manager? I like them all, but especially Joe McLean. Confessions at Five. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Mastertech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Mastertech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. 
Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.